Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. up everybody welcome back to another episode of that podcast that still doesn't have a name but guess what it's a podcast about baseball which is back if you're listening to this on friday when this episode drops i got good news for you the pirates have a game tonight there's already been major league baseball being or played it's being played as we speak right now dr fauci can't throw accurately but there's bombs <laughs> being hit everywhere Alex, Major League Baseball has returned. How the heck are you, friend? I'm doing really well right now. And in defense of uh, Dr. Fauci, uh, he just flattened his curve. That's why it looks so bad out of his hand. Yeah. I mean, I I, I saw someone say, this is the guy we need. You know, that's clearly someone who did not play sports growing up. He was reading books. You know, <laughs> he was studying, and that's that's good. That's who we need at the helm right now. So I need a room full of nerds right now. Yes, yes. Um, so a little bit of a different show layout today. Instead of previewing a position group, we're talking topics. We're just gonna first half of the show talk all pirates. Second half of the show, MLB predictions. It's it's real simple. This is the preview show for the 2020 shortened MLB season. Uh, We'll start with the Pirates. Final roster announced. Mr. Beat Reporter, your thoughts on the final Um, roster? Not a whole lot of surprises. The only one that really could probably constitute one is uh, Jason Martin making the team over Socrates Brito. Uh, Even that was, I mean, it's it's Socrates Brito and Jason Martin. Martin is probably the better player out of the two in general. Um, Actually, he is. That's why he has the roster spot, and Brito didn't. It was always kind of surprising that they gave Brito the call to uh, Major League Camp over Martin. It, grand scheme of things, it's it's probably only going to match a couple innings of playing time, probably in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, the rest of it was pretty ex- expected. Um, maybe the other one would be J.T. Brubaker actually making the team as a reliever instead of, you know, putting him down in Altoona where he can stretch out. But with, you know, 16 pitchers, maybe you don't really need that extra arm to be stretched out at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I, you, you kind of hit it all on the head. I don't uh, see a lot of surprises. It's, I think it's nice to see Jason Martin um, on the roster. I, I think that he is someone that, I don't know, I, he's got a little bit of a future. I don't know how much of it, but, I mean, he's a prospect. As opposed to Socrates, who's just some guy they gave a phone call to. So why not get him some reps this year? That's kind of the point of the season. If it wasn't a 60-game season, was to see what you have within the system. And by giving him this shot, I think that that's fair. And like you also said, you hit the nail on the head with Brubaker. Uh, You could could let him pitch and get reps in, in Altoona, or you could let him experience life in the big leagues, which I think is more valuable. You know, and he might not be 
throwing every five days or who knows how he's going to be used. But just being around major league pitchers, major league coaches this season, it's, it's, it's preparing him to be better later on in his career when he's probably going to be a lot more important to the team. So I, I like those decisions. Yeah. And it, it, with Brubaker, it was, do you just want to have him stretched out as a starter? That was really the only point of contention. He's definitely one of the best 16 pitchers that the parts have on the active roster right now. So that's not really much of a debate. It's going to be a new role for him. Um, like you said, he could potentially be in that mix to be a back-end starter in the future for the Pirates. He did win, you know, their minor league pitcher of the year award in 2018 before missing basically all of last year with that uh, forearm injury. So it's – he's the guy I think I'm the most intrigued out of in the bullpen just because I have no idea how he's going to do out of there. That and Nick Turley. I mean, I'm just throwing names that nobody's really paid much attention to, but Nick no. Turley – has the monster spin rate and has barely pitched in the major leagues before throw something up against the wall. I mean, left-handers do get that, you know, 15th chance. It feels like. No, no, that's actually, I'm glad you brought that name up because that's someone they signed and had a little bit of buzz about him in the off season, just because, I mean, that was a name that I heard brought up a couple times and um, there was some buzz about him in spring training. So there, there are a handful of those bullpen guys where you really don't know, you know, you don't know what, what the team's thinking about them. You don't know unless if they're getting, if there's something super unique where they're getting feature stories written about them, you know, they don't, they don't get a lot of attention. So someone like Nick Turley, he could be like, like we talked about in the bullpen episode, he could end up being like a 2018 Richard Rodriguez, just come out of nowhere and, and light the world on fire or he could be gone next week. It's either or, some maybe somewhere in between, but hey. Or he could be 2019 uh, Tyler Lyons <laughs> instead. Is Nick Turley tall, tall? Yes. Oh, there you go. He he looks strikingly like Jacob Stallings. Oh, okay. You know, like right. it, it, the shaved head, the beard, the height, build. I mean, they, they could pass off as one another if it wasn't for the fact that Turley throws left-handed. All right, so... Bizarro, Jacob Stallings. <laughs> so, we just covered the roster. You can view that pretty much anywhere. Uh, not a lot of surprises. But now it's time to go into our predictions. Let's just go through, you know, some superlatives. We've done this before. We don't, we're not going to get the creative ones like we used to do in the old days, Alex. But we'll just go through discussion through the through the team, some awards or predictions. Best pitcher for the 2020 Pittsburgh Pirates, who do you got? I got Joe Musgrove. I think this is the year where he puts a lot of stuff together. That one seam sinker that he's going to throw to left-handers and the changeup, I think he's really going to have the hand advantage in that, some reverse splits. Um, he's really spoken differently in this, back in – Bradenton and during this summer camp, you know, and how he's approaching a lot of things. We're going to see more high fastballs, more curveballs and sliders that will hopefully tunnel off of those high fastballs and get extra strikes. Here's a guy who has always been kind of less than the sum of his parts. He has these amazing tools and it just hasn't really all come together. I think he really clicks being able to throw to Stallings every day and having Marine as his pitching coach. I, I think he will be the best pitcher on the staff. Maybe not like a true ace, but the type of guy like, yeah, yeah, 
rotation is better with Jacobs or not Jacobs stars, uh, Joe Musgrove in it. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was my pick. I said that he's going to be the most important player for the Pirates this season because the importance of having an ace that can go deep in the ball games, especially with this bullpen, that's the way it is right now. Uh, but to be different, I'm going to go with Mitch Keller, someone that I, 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 I and many others who follow the Pirates, who like the Pirates, who cheer for them, want them to do well, um, are hoping to see big things from. They're, they have uh, high hopes for Mitch Keller and with a new pitching coach, with a new, really just with a new organization, maybe uh, year two in the bigs. Is he still technically a rookie or no? He is by like two winnings, I think it is. So he could be in the rookie of the year discussion this year. All That's right. actually yeah. pretty reasonable. Yeah. So, and, and especially because he has like those guys who've seen the big leagues you know, they're going to have a leg up on that award because mm -hmm. it's a short season and it's, they're basically still in their first year. I don't know what I'm even saying. All right. Best player. <laughs> I'll start with this one. Um, I mean, I'll just go with the cookie cutter pick. I, I think it's going to be Brian Reynolds. He, I mean, he, that is, that is the safe pick out of the, out of everyone. Yeah. I mean, and you know what? I, 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 I can't, I, I can't really argue with it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a guy that he's not the center fielder, but he's playing in a very hard position for the ballpark that his home team plays at. He's hitting second, which is the new third in the lineup where your, where your best overall hitter will bat in the lineup. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a guy that they don't have a lot of pop in the lineup. You're going to hope to get some from him. He's going to be your most consistent batter at the plate and he's going to be someone that I would not be shocked to see start 59 out of the 60 games this season if, if he can remain healthy of course yeah if he can remain healthy and with the DH I think that's you know quite reasonable mm -hmm. I mean for him to if not every literally every day very close to every day uh, if I'm going to just throw someone else up against the wall for most valuable it, it would be Jacob Stallings. And that's just because the pitch framing, the defense, what he brings with the glove is going to be immense in a shortened season like that, where every called strike that you can steal just became even more valuable. If, and you know what? If he could somehow catch lightning and, and have that close to 100 OPS plus, this is a guy who could be, worth in a shortened season, you know, one-and-a-half-ish war. I don't think that's completely unreasonable with what he brings defensively into the mix. Rookie of the year. There's two names. Which one are you and going one, with? And the, and the one name is in Altoona right now, so, yeah, yeah. Mitch. <laughs> well, I mean, he'll be here. Yeah, Cabrian will be here at, at some point this year, but, I mean, just – eyeballing it right now there isn't you know a definitive plan for how long he is going to be down there because it's a he has to get ready and b you know there has to be a spot for him to come up into the majors for and if there really isn't one well that settles that I, I I'm kind of eyeballing about three weeks in Altoona for him that would be you know how long summer camp would be and I'd have him up in like mid-August I don't think that's totally unreasonable yeah so Three weeks isn't enough for him to make up ground to be the best Pirates rookie? I, I think, Mitch, what you said with the best pitcher stuff, I agree with Mitch in general. So, 
yeah, I, I think Mitch is going to be in the discussion for rookie of the year in general in the National League. Like, right. I would be pretty surprised if he finished any lower than, like, fifth. All right. Well, I'm going to stick with Mitch Keller as well just because I picked him to be the pitcher of the year just to be different. So I have to roll with it now. Uh, biggest surprise of the 2020 season. I'll start. I will go with – I mean, I want to say Cole Tucker, but he hasn't, he hasn't hit anything. He strikes out every time swing, he hits. The swing looks good whenever he does make contact, though. Yeah, but he, he can't I think put anything it's in It's going to really matter for – if Cole Tucker gets the playing time, I think it, he could be in that biggest surprise category, even if it is, you know, in right field while Gregory Polanco's out or if something happens in a middle infield spot comes in. Yeah. If he gets enough plate appearances, I think he could be in that discussion. Uh, I'm going to go with Colin Moran. Colin Mar- there you go. I'm going to say it's in a 60-game season. He's going to be hot. He always starts the year off well for some reason, I feel like, at the plate. I think Colin Moran's going to be a consistent above-average bat. And they're going to be able to keep his bat in the lineup through the DH. They might play him at first a little bit, third a little bit, DH, maybe some outfield, some second, who knows. But, yeah, Colin Moran's going to be my surprise. You know, we've seen Colin put it together for like a month, month and a half before. So that's – I, 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 I like where your head's at on that one. But for me, I, I'm going to go with Nick Birdie because we've seen, you know, little, little tastes of it. But in a season like this – I think we're going to see a whole lot more. We're going to see what Nick has to offer. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's closing out games by the end of the year. All right. Final question, Alex. Record. Through 60 games, what's the Pirates record going to be? Oh, man. Uh, I have them pegged right now at 28 and 32. Which, if they get Gregory Polanco back, and Keona Kella back a little sooner, that could be boosted a little bit. I mean, there are 16 playoff teams now. My goodness. It'd be 28 and 32. We're, I'm, I'm basically saying they're going to fall like two hits short of making the playoffs right now. That'd be very tired. That's, I mean, but I would not be surprised if they do better. I think it's 28 and 32, but we see a lot of improvements from this team. We see the foundation of good pitching going forward with some of the young kids. You know, proving that they are major leaguers, just overall, it's just not quite enough to be a playoff team, even with the expanded playoffs. I'm going to go 25 and 35. I think they're going to start off very slow uh, and they're going to finish strong when they're far out of it. But I'll go along with the same thing of what you said. We're going to see good seasons from guys we hope to see good seasons from. And we're going to end this crazy year. The short season, not watching the team play in the playoffs, but feeling a little bit more optimistic about the future of the Pittsburgh Pirates, which is ultimately – that was ultimately the goal coming into this season before the world ended anyway. Yeah, that is 100% the goal, to make sure that whenever you go into 2021, Brian Reynolds is – he took another step. Kevin Newman took another step. Uh, Cole Tucker, Cabrian Hayes, Mitch Keller, you know, like, okay, the core looks good going forward. That means so much more than going – 31 and 29 and having, you know, getting the honor of getting absolutely creamed by the Dodgers in the first round of the, of the playoffs. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We're going to move on now to the MLB predictions. Major League Baseball, just going to go around the league. What do you give me that look for? I didn't give you a look. You gave me this weird look. You know, me giving you looks, I'm sure, translates very well over audio. Yeah, I mean, I, this is like the third straight day I said, like, <laughs> what do you give me that look for? MLB predictions. The season's already underway. We do not know the final scores of the two games um, on Thursday. Uh, I think we're recording this. What do you have? The I'm in. I'm in. I'm actually in my roommate's bedroom recording this right now because he has a desk in his room. It's a, about eight fifteen ish. That sound right? I don't have it. I'm recording this on. My I was phone asking you what inning the the Yankees and Nationals are in. You fool. Oh, I, I left in the fourth inning. Okay. So let's say that's what I was going at. No one cares what time it is. I was just trying to give a reference in the game. Uh, uh, I'm going to give you another look. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. So, <laughs> Alex, first things first, when we're talking about the entire league, there's big news today. Uh, is it official? I mean, it's probably it official. official. It is official. I, I saw the players approved. To... I thought it was waiting on owner approval. I don't know what the deal is. I can't, I can't get a pulse on this league. There's one team that doesn't have a home stadium. Every team's going to the playoffs now. Fauci can't throw strikes. Home runs are being hit. Baseball's back. I, I don't know. I can't keep up. Um, but 16 teams are in the playoffs. Alex, quickly, your thoughts on that. It's probably for the best because the last thing you want is like a Washington Nationals-type team that does really well over like 162 games, but starts a little slow and then just misses the playoffs. That's kind of the worst case scenario right there. I will say I kind of wish they were taking a page out of the KBO, at least with like these seven and eight seeds. Like, congratulations, you made the playoffs. The way it works in the KBO, though, is those it's a best of three and the team is down one game to none. Yeah, yeah. and But it doesn't like the number, team with the best record automatically go to the championship series? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but – I mean, maybe that's how I would have preferred to do it. You know, like the six, seven, eight, congratulations, you made the playoffs. You have to beat the division winners twice to advance to the next round. I like the idea of picking your opponent. I think that that, that, that builds some storylines. Um, and I also just, for all the people complaining, A, this is a 60-game season. So it's, it's, it's hard to find, you know, cream rise to the top. Where the Nationals, like you said, the Nationals were – 50 games in, we're 30, or 19 and 31. So they wouldn't have been anywhere near the playoffs. And they won the freaking World Series last year. And two, logist, or financially, this guarantees that all the, the ratings teams make the playoffs. This guarantees if the Yankees don't make the playoffs with this, if the Dodgers don't make the playoffs with this format, you know, this, this gets all the They good- didn't deserve it. Yeah. This, this ensures that all the good clubs get in and you still have a couple Cinderella chances. Plus, anyone who's complaining about more sports after sitting on your ass and doing nothing for the last however many months, <laughs> I will personally fight you. Seriously. Give me more baseball. Stop complaining. This is great. So, 
Welcome to DK Sports Radio, where the hosts will fight you. I will, I, I will fight you. I won't actually fight you. And if I did, I'd lose. Um, <laughs> Alex, let's go through uh, both leagues, National League and Major, or National League and American League, excuse me, um, and Neymar. 16 playoff teams. I think the way this is going to work, two teams from each division plus two wild cards. Yep. Uh, real quick, let's just run them off. NL East, who are your two teams? I've got Atlanta and Washington in that order. Atlanta and Washington. I have the Mets and Atlanta in that order. Wow. All right, Central. Central, I have the Reds and the Brewers. Cards and Cubs, so exact opposite. I like of, this. All right. I'm, I'm guessing the West, we're going to have the same. Go ahead. Dodgers and D-backs. Yes. And yeah. then my, my two wild cards are both from the NL West, or East, excuse me. I have the Phillies and Nationals. In reverse order. I have San Diego and Cincinnati. Okay, fair. So you don't have the Mets making it or the Phillies making it? I do not. I don't think the Phillies are good. <laughs> I, I think I've said that a couple times on this Short podcast season, already. They've got power in their lineup. I, I don't know. They, they've got power, but that Bryce Harper isn't as good as, you know, he was a couple years ago. Rotation is iffy if Noah isn't back to his old form. All right. Um, yeah, we'll just move on to the AL, and then we'll do playoff predictions and uh, awards and everything. American League East, your two teams. Yankees and the Rays. I think that's a pretty no-brainer. I think the AL is a lot more yeah. buckled down. Um, AL Central, your two teams. The Minnesota Twinkies and the Chicago White Sox. I have the White Sox winning this division. I have the win- White Sox winning the division. I have the Indians finishing second. A close second, but don't get worked up. The Twins are also making the playoffs. Um, and then the West, A's and Astros. In that order. Ooh, I got the Astros winning the division, but – Close race again. A's don't ever start well. They're always slow out of the gate. They're always a second-half team. I, I look at the season as the type of year where a bullpen could really make a bigger impact. I think the A's have the better bullpen and they have the better power out of the two. All right. And my two wild-card teams are the Twins and Angels. I have, I have Cleveland, and I am going real wild-card on this last one with the Texas Rangers. It's not that wild. It's either going to be them or the Angels. Who else is going to be? The Orioles? The Red, so- Red Sox, maybe? Red Sox, I don't think. I'm not. Yeah. I, the moral of the story is there's a big difference between, like, the perceived seven best teams in the American League and the eighth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like the National League where it's like, well, what about you left, you know, Milwaukee off? Or you left the Mets, the Phillies, you know? It, that, I think, is more competitive. American League's more top-heavy. All right. Awards. National League MVP. Oh, boy. Uh, I should have written these down coming in. I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with Mookie. M- Mr. Moneybags, huh? Yeah. I I, I know there's the – you know, shortened season, and, you know, he's going into a new area, and players usually don't do as well going to a new team. I, I'm going to go with Mookie. I think I think he's in the right spot. All right. And then AL MVP? Trout. Boo. 
I mean, that's automatic. Who, who yeah. do you have besides Mike Trout? No, I, I don't know. Lindor, no. I could, you know what? Contract year for him. I could see him putting up big numbers. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, no, but I'm going Trout. I'm going Trout. Uh, Trout and Acuna didn't test positive, right? Not that I saw. Okay. Soto Just, did. Yeah, that's – yeah. Yeah, Ronald Acuna Jr. is my National League MVP. Cy Youngs, I am going to go with – let's take a look through here. Let's go with – I, back in the before times, had Walker Bueller. You know, it was a big breakout year. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm going to change it to another guy who I'm expecting to take well, that Well, it was my turn to pick breakout. first, but go ahead. Oh, okay, okay. No, no, I no, mean, no, no. No, please, go ahead. Tell me, tell me more. I want to hear Okay. Jack Flaherty, the guy that the Pirates are going to see Friday night. I think this is going to be a big, big year for him. No, you give both yours, and then I'll give you my American League after. Oh, thank you for your hospitality, Alex. I really appreciate it. Um, (laughs) National League Cy Young, this is going to piss a lot of people off. But, again, guy in a contract year, and he's ran his mouth so much, he's going to need to back it up. Trevor Bauer, wild pick. Alex hates it. Everyone listening it. hates it. And you know what? He probably won't win just because of the media hating him. But I I think he's going to have a monster year. Yeah, I, I, I hope the media does it. Speaking of someone who is probably going to have a vote for one of these awards, I would not, you know, say, no, I'm not going to vote for Trevor Bauer because I mean, he's this jerk. is This is if quite was- literally like the wildest prediction I've ever made. But, okay. You just said Colin Moran like 10 minutes ago. For Pirates. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's the joke. Um, And then AL Cy Young, I'm going to go with Shane Bieber. How dare you? I knew that was How who you were going to pick. How dare you? Dude, he's everyone's oh. sleeper. Yes, he's – kid's real good. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, like, honestly, we may look at Shane Bieber – and think that was the best person to come out of this Cleveland juggernaut. And, you know, they've already produced, you know, Klubot and, and Bauer and, you know, Clevenger and all these good pitchers. Cliff like, Lee, this kid might end up being Mafia. the best. I mean, I was going – if you want to go back, yeah. C. C. Oh, are you talking like Francona era? Yeah, like Francona-ish era, like the last yeah. six or seven years. Like, mm-hmm. all the great starting pitching that Cleveland has come, had come through. All right, yeah. So, you're going with Bieber as well? I'm going with Bieber as well. Man. No, I just sound like a poser. <laughs> Rookie of the year. You know what? I'll, I'll throw a little Pirates love and just give the formal Mitch Keller. Okay. And then AL? Uh, I think AL is a slam dunk. I mean, there's like one that uh, – I think he's going to run away with it. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll go with Luis. Luis Roberts. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I, I was really thinking it through, like, is there anyone else besides him? I was like, no, not really. All right. And for National League, I mean, the two guys I have, my eye, both of the Dodgers guys aren't even on the big league club. 
Lux and May, I, I thought both of them would be good candidates, but Lux, I thought was Lux probably would have been my pick if he actually made the opening yeah. day roster. I gotta think about National League now for a second. Um Cole Tucker. No. Um, <laughs> he lost his status. Uh, who who are other rookies? I'm still going with Lux just because I can't think of anybody. It's not a bad prediction. No, I mean, he's going to be. Kind of like how the only other prediction I can think of really in the American League would be like Pearson for for Toronto. Yeah. And again, who knows where he's going to pitch. All right. So we have our three major awards. Do you want to do manager? It just seems unnecessary. Eh. Manager and comeback, I'm good without. Yeah, I'm good without that as well. All right. World Series. One less thing to get wrong. Or AL, we'll do championship series matchups. Alex, your National League. I I have the Atlanta Braves beating the Los Angeles Dodgers. Poor Dodgers, they gotta win. Yep. I'm I'm actually gonna go with uh, the Dodgers over the Cincinnati Reds. Okay, you're you're high on the Reds. I am I'm not convinced yet. I need to see them actually try to field a baseball first. That's important. That is an important part of the game, but. I mean, Castellanos and Wright, Mookie, not Mookie, uh, Moustakis. Moustakis has been on teams that went deep playoff runs playing second base, though. Not playing second base. Was they he always moved second back base to the third. Brewers? No, they had Travis Shaw at second. Never mind. Yeah. All right. Um, then World Series. Or no, AL, AL. I'll go first. I got the Yankees over the um, Minnesota Twins. Ooh, I have the Yankees over the Rays. Even though if you get to pick your opponent, the Yankees are definitely going to pick the Twins <laughs> simply because they they eliminate the Twins every single year in the playoffs. That's a first They're round. They're not going to get to pick them. Yes, yeah, unfortunately. But they're not going to pick any opponents. That got killed. Thank goodness. I hated that. Oh, that, that. got killed? Yeah. So who do you have because in the Yankees are I right. have the Yankees beating the race, yeah. And then I know I picked this last year. I'm going to keep picking it, I guess, until one of the teams gets worse. But it's a, it's a 90s World Series. Yankees beat the Braves. I'm going to do 70s World Series. Yankees beat the Dodgers. So we're both – this is a Yankees podcast now. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. You want to pull up the comments so, or should I? You can do it. All right. Well, I think of – I just riff about Garrett Cole for a couple Go seconds. Go ahead. Uh, he gave up a homer almost immediately to – who was that? Eaton? Adam yeah. Eaton? Adam Eaton can hit homers like that? I mean, come on. $324 million doesn't buy what she, what it used to. And, of course, like I said, I haven't watched this for a little bit, so he's probably going to go seven innings, one run, strike out a dozen so I'm checking. I'm checking the score as you say this. Um, it's four to one. Make, four to one? Yeah. And In the, the top uh, highlight, the top highlight is Fauci throws first pitch. Things you hate to see, Alex. Uh, well, let's be honest here. How many other 79-year-old men? My grandma can throw a better ball than that. I'm not even kidding. Whoa. That was bad. Okay. You got it. You got to throw a strike. 
stand six feet away. Inexcusable. And that's not a – he runs like 10 miles a day or something like that. Like, he's in great shape. So, it's inexcusable. I just <laughs> – we needed it. All we right. needed. We needed better than that. Um, Cole, we needed that strike right out the bat. Yes. Yeah. Cole still only allowed one run so far. One, and that was his only hit. Was that home run he's allowed? So. Anyway. Like I said, three hundred twenty-four million, man. All right. We have one comment. It says, "All right, Alex wasn't as enthusiastic as Noah about covering the bases." This is from Donnie Mason, by the way. So I'll give you a few more ideas, but then you're all on your own. Oh, so this is it from Donnie. Keep commenting. You don't need to give us <laughs> name recommendations. Just don't go away. Um, leading off, drifting foul, check swings. All of these are pretty good. I still like rounding the bases, and I, I, and I like Donnie Mason. I appreciate the input once again, Donnie. Um, Donnie's the ideas, man. Yes. Better than I am. Your thoughts on any of those? Stuff. Better than I can come up with. I, I, I don't know what – I didn't mean to sound unenthusiastic about rounding the bases. I, I like that. All right. Well, maybe we'll have a name for it when we uh, start week two of this weekly podcast series. Until we then. We got the first one in the books. Congratulations. Week one in the books – Opening day is today. Get excited because it's a clean slate. Anyone could win. It's a sprint to the finish, and it starts in St. Louis for your Pittsburgh Pirates. We're going to be covering the year from wall to wall all season long. Get excited about it. We're excited about it, and we'll talk more about it on Sunday lineup. So you get a day off without our voices, and then we'll be right back. For Alex Stump, I'm Noah Hiles signing off saying we'll see you in a couple days.